Erevin Daphne Nunvav, eight lines from the bottom of Nunhail and Base, Amr Abudam Rab, Yeshri Tum, Vahokim Idbaris, Chayen and Chayem Nushem Abdeon and Shalhan. Anyone that lives in huts like shepherds or people that go into the deserts, we'll see in Rashi in a moment, their lives are not considered lives and their wives and their children don't belong to them. Like we'll explain later, children are Suffolk Mamzerim and their wives are also to them because they were potentially Mizano. And Rashi explains Midbaris when they lived in Midbar, the Shisein Iman, their wives and their children lived with them, they're like nomads that they're living in one place and wandering because they're shepherds until there's no more food or grass to graze on for their behemoths and then they go and live in another place that people that live in huts and the nomads are people like people that live in graves like dead people like Rashi explains since they don't have any in their lives and they're open to all the elements, and they have very difficult lives, like Rabbi Yudu saying the Rav Chayin and Chayim, and then Vabnei Seimoima, and on their daughters, the Brisa says that they curse the ones that lie with the Behemah because their daughters are also Hafka and the Mizana, and therefore they're like Behemahs. My time, what's the reason that there's a problem to be a nomad or to be a shepherd? Because they don't have bathhouses, and therefore when the Bailim, the husbands, go to find a bathhouse to another city, then they're going to be left open without protection, and people will come and be Mizana with their wives. When the women have to go to find a place to be tayvul, then they go out of the city. They go together with a group of women together for protection, but ultimately that's by themselves. And therefore, people come and could be mizana. And we know that as a yichud, like Rashi says, one man could be misachid with two women or more than multiple women because there's still problem yichud. And therefore, we're worried that the mizana on the way. And that's why we said that they themselves are also to the husbands and potentially their children are mamzerim. My now, what's the difference between the Difference of Ula and Rabbi Yechon, if it's based on Mechatzais or based on Tvila, it could be now in the heart of some of the base. If there's a river close to the house which is good enough to be used for Tvila because it's Halachic Mikvah, however, it's not a Mechatzais, it's not a bathhouse, and therefore the husbands will still leave, and that will be a problem with Fi Ula. If there's a city that doesn't have any vegetables, the Tamachachim can't live there. Like Rashi says, vegetables are very healthy and they're very inexpensive, and therefore, you'll be able to learn Torah without disruption. So, you're saying that vegetables are good for a person, but tiny have a price that says, three things are actually increasing zevel, the kaifas are and causes people to have bad pasture. It takes one five hundredth of a person's eyesight away from him. And we turn to the now, pas kiba, coarse bread, or fresh date beer, and also vegetables. So you see over here that Yurak is a bad if you, why do we say that Yurakas are good for you and a time Chacham should live in a city where there's Yurakas? Lakash the Gemara answers, Habi Tumi Bukati, Habi Shayaki. But Garlic and Leaks, Rashi says that's actually good for you. And Rashi brought down a different shot, but Rashi brings down from Gemara Babakama, Hamishad Varm, Nemra Bishum, that there are five things that said by Garlic, Masbia, Mashtim, Matsala, Panam, Mab, Sazer, Vahurikina, Shabimayim. And therefore you see it's good. The Krishnami, Tiny Brachas, the Yafal and Bremayim, that's good for your stomach, it's good for your digestive system. And when we had a Bryce that said it's not good for you, that's by other vegetables. Time, like we have a price that says shum garlic is yarek is considered like a full vegetable it has very good benefits to eat them Christian alik is chatzy yarek it's almost as good as a garlic but it's half the value near it's snow near Chaim. if a radish appears to you and therefore that's a good sign for you because it's considered a good sam a good medicine but how do you say that snow is good for you we learned near it's snow near some of us that if you see radish is actually going to be like a poison for you like kasha kamba alan kamba mice the leaves of the radish plant 
is bad for you, but the actual bulb of the radish, the actual radish itself, the root itself is good for you. Or kambi meisachama, kambi meisachum. It's healthy for you to eat it when it's hot outside, but when it's cold outside, it's not healthy. Like Rashi says, be meisachama yafin. It's good for you. Shem itzan is good. It cools off your body. I remember the Rab. Rabbi Yudah says the name Rab. Another member called Eishiyish, but Mayosumurdes. Any city that has very high and steep hills that go up and come down, and therefore it's very hard to always walk in that city. People and animals in that city die at half of their expected lifespan. Do you say that they actually die? That they age prematurely in half of their life. Because of the large hills and the terrain, which was very steep, between these two cities that I used to travel between, therefore I age prematurely. We continue with the Gemara. We learned before, if you had a city whose walls formed a circle around the city, we don't measure the Tchum from the walls of the city, but we circumscribe a square around the city, and that actually increases the size of the Tchum by 20% because of the corners, and the diagonal of the square circumscribed around the circle is actually 20% larger than the diameter of the circle. So, for example, if the diameter of the circle was 2,000 Amis, then you'll actually have a diameter of 2,400 Amis at the corners. Now, based on the way you make that square around the circle, then you could potentially create a way that you can make your Tchum in multiple different directions, and that would be a little bit uncomfortable, and it would be based on each individual person, and you can manipulate your Tchum, for example, on every single Shabbos. And if you look at it and you picture that, you'll realize what I'm referring to. However, the Gemara says that it's not something that you can decide upon as the square is always made in one direction, and that's what the Gemara says. If you come to put a square around the circle, the square always has to be placed in a direction where it's exactly to the directions of the world and due to that space exactly. So for example, if you have north, south, west, and east, then that's the way you make the square. It has to be due north, due south, due west, and due east. And you cannot create this halachic square or this imaginary square around the circle by forming walls that are northeast, southeast, southwest, and northwest. And the Gemara explains, nice and spinal and soft and you have to put the north towards the north, the Dremel Dharma and the south side to the south of the world. The Simnech, in order to figure this out, if you don't know which direction you are, Eglub and suffering, the Mazel of Egel, which is the calf, and is part of the constellation system, those are always stable. And therefore, if you know where Mazel Egel is, you'll know that that is always going to be the north side of the world, the Akrib Badarim. And the Mazel of the Akrib, which is the scorpion, that's always going to be in the south side of the world. So then you'll be able to figure out exactly how to make a square and to figure out your Tchum Shabbos when you have a circular city. Rabbi says, If a person doesn't know, based on constellations, he doesn't know what the Mazel Eagle is and what the Mazel Akrib is, he can't figure it out, then then you can figure out your square based on figuring out the size and the sides of the world exactly due north, due south, due west, and due east by doing as follows. We know that during a long day, which is the days of Tammuz, which are the summer months, those have the longest days. And in those days, the sun rises in the east, of course, as it always does. But Rabbi Yassi says, and of course, the Gemara will actually say this is not the Matthias Ha'olam, but right now, Rabbi Yassi is going to explain that when it rises during the summer months, it rises at a point that's exactly the north point of the world, and then it goes towards the south the entire day, and it makes an arc, and it makes a trajectory that it goes down all the way towards the south, and then it comes down in the west side again all the way towards the north at the point which is most north of the world. And therefore you'll know that that is the north side if you're standing during the summer months. And Rabbi Yassi goes on to explain what happens if you're standing during the winter months and you want to figure
figure out during Tukufas Tepe's what the Tchum Shabbos is, that Chama Yaitzi Beim Katsav, Shakas Beim Katsav, Zeo Play Darim. Now, of course, during the winter months, the sun rises in the east and sets again in the west. That's always a standard. However, it rises much closer and Lafira Basi actually at the exact point of the south side, and therefore it starts much closer to the south side. It goes in a direct arc or a direct trajectory to get down to the bottom in the west side in a much quicker fashion because it's not traveling so much in the sky and therefore now it will end up and it will set due south on the west side so now you'll know where the south side is however in the fall and in the spring the chama will actually go in the center of the sky it'll go from the east side again to the west side but it'll start somewhere right between north and south and then it'll go the entire day a little bit towards the south as we know the trajectory of the sun always goes to the south and then it'll set in the center between north and south in the west side but then we'll also know that this is the center between north and south and you'll now you know that the, uh, this side is north and that side is south that the sun goes towards the south and it turns is always going suffering where it's coming up in the north which means on the bottom of this world where you don't see the sun at night when it's going to the bottom it's always traveling on the northern side because it's always going on a slope and an angle from south towards north. During the day, it's going towards the south. And at night, it goes towards the north. The Pasuk continues and says, The Gemara refers to the time that the sun is in a position where we could see it and it's above the horizon as Malachton. However, when it goes beneath the world and then at during the night, when you can't see the sun anymore and it's going to the other side of the world, that we call Misababton, that's circling and passing under the world in order to get back to its original position and come up on the east side. And the explanation that the Gemara is giving to this Pasuk is explaining that sometimes, for example, during the summer months, the actual sun stays above the horizon for so long that it travels the entire east and west of the world and then goes to the bottom and disappears from our view for a little bit and at that point it only travels a drop and it doesn't really travel the entire east and west of the world. However, during the winter months, when the sun is only above the horizon for a few hours, then it actually is not traveling much during it's not actually covering that ground. It's going directly from the east to the west on a little bit of an arc through the south side in that area. Then it's going to be much more going on the bottom of the world when we're not seeing it than above the world when we are seeing it. The Gemara continues. Rabbi Shasha says you can't use the general rules that Rabbi just said in order to figure out where due south or due north is because it's not true. There's no time at the actual point of the summer or the winter where the sun rises or sets in a point that's exactly due north or exactly due south, this idea that Rabbi Yassi mentioned is actually against science. There's never such a time that the sun rose from the point that was due northeast and set at a point that's exactly in due northwest, and there was never a time where it rose in a point that's southeast and set at a point that was exactly southwest. Even at the longest day of the summer or the shortest day of the winter, it doesn't rise at the northeast corner and it doesn't rise at the exact southeast corner. Now, a quick hakdama for the next Gemara is not that difficult. The luminaries, the Ma'iris, the sun, the moon, all the Mazals were placed in the sky during Briyas Ha'ilam at the start of Wednesday evening during Chaydish Nisan, according to the Mandam, of course, that Nisan never Ha'ilam. And a solar year is 365 days and six hours or a quarter of a day. And if you split a year into 52 weeks, you will have 364 days and you have an extra day plus six hours. So the next year, Spring will always start
Shabbat one day and six hours later the previous year. So for example, one year after Bria Shalom, in year two, Tkufas Nisim began on Wednesday at 12 a.m. and in year three it falls out 6 a.m. and in year four it falls out at 12 p.m. Now, if you split the sole year, which is 365 days and six hours into four equal season, then remember each season is 91 days and seven and a half hours, which is exactly 13 weeks and seven and a half hours. So once again, for example, the first summer, Tkufas Thomas began 13 weeks and seven and a half hours after the first Wednesday of the creation of the world. And Tkufas Thomas, therefore, began at 1.30 a.m., which is exactly seven and a half hours after the beginning of the creation where Hashem placed the sun in the sky on Wednesday night at the beginning of the evening. And at that moment, of course, was the beginning of Tkufas Nisan, and exactly 91 days and seven and a half hours later, which is, of course, 13 weeks and seven and a half hours later, Tkufas Thomas started at 1.30 a.m. 91 days and seven and a half hours later, Tkufas Tishrei 4 started. That was at 9 a.m. And then at 4.30 p.m., Tkufas Tethis began and winter began. That is in the first year of creation. And with this introduction, it should be much simpler to understand the Gemara. Amish Shmuel, Shmuel says, Ain't Tkufas Nisan Ephelis El The beginning of spring, the beginning of Tkufas Nisan can only fall on four of the beginnings of the quarters of the day. For example, it can only start at 6 a.m. or at 6 p.m. or at 12 a.m. or at 12 p.m. Because, like we said, Nisan was when the world started. Hashem put it in the sky at 6 p.m. And then every single year, it gets another day and six hours later. But six hours later, so the beginning of each successive spring can only be on one of those six hours of the day. Either at the beginning of the day at 6 p.m. or at 12 a.m. 6 a.m. or at 12 p.m. It doesn't make a difference. Summer months and Tukufas Thomas can only start only at 1.30 or at 7.30, either in the a.m. or the p.m. Again, figure it out. If spring starts at the beginning of the day, 6 p.m., then seven and a half hours later is always going to be the next Tukufa, the next season, and that seven and a half hours after 6 o'clock p.m. will be 1.30 a.m., etc. Figure it out on your own. The same thing with the next season, fall or Tkufas Tishrei could only fall either at 3 or 9 a.m. or p.m. Using the same calculations, the next season again, seven and a half hours later from the previous season, and therefore either falls four and a half hours or ten and a half hours, either 4.30 or 10.30 a.m. or p.m. And Shmuel gives us the calculation of seasons based on the fact that a sole year is 365 days and a quarter and six hours. Therefore, if you take 365 and a quarter and you split it in four, because there are four seasons, then you'll be left with 91 days and seven and a half hours for each individual season. But the gate of Mazal is that there are seven stars that are in the, in the sky that move a little bit every time that there's a Tukufa. Every single season, it only moves a half an hour for each one, it's moving only one drop at a time. We won't get into that exactly. Ayin Rashi. We have another member of Shmuel. That there's no time that the Tkufa of Nisan, the beginning of the spring season that starts during the time of the star called Jupiter, that doesn't break trees, which means that that Tkufa, that season is going to be very stormy. And Tkufa Savis, or the winter season, starts during the star 
star of Jupiter, then there will be complete drought, and therefore the zera, the seeds, will dry out, and they won't be good. And this is only referring to a situation where the moon, the new moon, makes its appearance during the hour of either the moon or Jupiter, Ayin Rashi. We turn to Nunvav and Beis. Tanar Baran, we learned. Hamuravas ha'ir, Oisa Oisa kementavlam uruvais, v'chayza umuravas ha'tchumen, v'oisa Oisa kementavlam uruvais. The Gemara once again is talking about a city that was a circular city, and now you're going to take a board, a square board, and put it around it and circumscribe the circle with a square. As we explained before, that we have an ibor ha'ir, we make an extension to the city, and the Gemara is using as its standard city a diameter that is exactly 2,000 amas by 2,000 amas. And now, if you take a square of two 2,000 amas on each side, the diagonal of a square is actually 40% more than its sides, and therefore it'll actually be 2,800 amas long, and for each corner that this square is circumscribed around the circle, you'll actually be gaining 400 amas in length in order to walk, and your tchum will be extended by 400 amas on each side. And this price also adds in something additional. Before we just said that you square off this area, and now you have a square city, and a person's tchum Shabbos is now measured from the boundary of the city, and you have to go 2,000 amish to each side of the city. Now it would seem to figure out the Tchum Shabbos would be very simple. All you do is you take 2,000 amish from the ending of this Tchum of the boundary of the city and you go an additional 2,000 amish. But the Gemara actually has two Tzadim and therefore the Gemara says What's the Gemara saying? The Gemara is saying like this. You really could look at this and say, when I'm making a Tchum Shabbos, what I should do is go on a diagonal from the city, 2,000 Amis, because that's going to be the largest area that I could walk, only 2,000 Amis, and once we ascertain that the diagonal is 2,000 Amis, now draw a box around the city at that point, meaning at the point where the 2,000 Amis on diagonal end up, and then you'll actually only have, for each side, 1,420 Amis from a straight line going from the city if you're going direct and not walking on an angle. Why? Because as we said before, an angle of a square is 40% more than the actual size of the square. So if you have a side of the square, which is 1,428 abbas long, and you add 40% to that, you'll actually get exactly 2,000 abbas for the diagonal. That should be Tchum Shabbos. But as we know, we're always going to be made by Tchumen, and therefore what you do is you say, no, the diagonal is not the spot that you're going to measure. You're going to measure a direct line from the end of the city straight of 2,000 abbas. Now, when you form a square and one side is 2,000 amas, the diagonal is 2,800 amas. So it turns out the people of the city actually gain an extra 800 amas for their Tchum Shabbos. Nim says, the Gemara says, hey, The city itself gained 400 amas on each side because like we explained, the city is measured based on a circle in between and in the middle of a square and therefore the corners on that side are 400 amas extra and then Nim says, Tchumen, Benegei, Tchum Shabbos, you actually get an 800 amas on each side like we just explained because you have 40% more than the side which is 2,000 amas and then the city and the gain on each side you got an extra 1,200 amas that you were able to add to your caveat all that we just spoke about it was only we were talking about a circular city which had a 2,000 
2,000 Amma diameter, and therefore it formed a circle around it of 2,000 Amas by 2,000 Amas, and then these Cheshbonis make sense. But for example, if the city is much larger than that, or smaller than that, then you'll have to figure out the percentages and the ratios based on the new numbers when you're going to circumvent that square around the circle, and then when you can put the Truman around the city itself to form the actual Truman. And the Bryce was using this as an example, but of course, everything is going to be based on the same equations and the same ratios, and therefore, you just have to do the math in each individual scenario based on how large the circular city actually was and what the diameter was, and we'll stop over here.